Hey, this is Brett, and we are excited to let you know that today's show is brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Channel, one of our favorite places to get your nature fix, where you can explore the real Rockies. From award-winning documentaries to music in the mountains, this is Adventure with a Conscience. We think you're going to love it. You can check it out and subscribe at RockyMountainChannel.com. where we connect with nature for mindfulness and personal growth, naturally. Welcome to another Walden Wednesday, where we spend a few precious moments of our day to reflect on the beauty and the goodness of nature through some of the most enduring classics ever written. We're talking about literary gems by naturalists, philosophers, poets, and thought leaders like Ralph Waldo Emerson, John Muir, Enos Mills, and Henry David Thoreau. Hey, it's Brett here, and I just wanted to say how good it is to have you here again. In honor of the change of seasons today, we revisit Thoreau's Walden in one of his thoughtful discourses on life in the woods, the chapter titled, Spring. So put on a light jacket and join me once again on the shores of Walden Pond. When the ground was partially bare of snow, and a few warm days had dried its surface somewhat, it was pleasant to compare the first tender signs of the infant year just peeping forth with the stately beauty of the withered vegetation which had withstood the winter. Life everlasting, goldenrods, pinweeds, and graceful wild grasses, more obvious and interesting frequently than in summer even, as if their beauty was not ripe till then. Even cotton grass, cattails, mullins, johnswort, hardhack, meadow sweet, and other strong-stemmed plants, those unexhausted granaries which entertained the earliest birds, decent weeds at least, which widowed nature wears. I am particularly attracted by the arching and sheaf-like top of the wool grass. It brings back the summer to our winter memories and is among the forms which art loves to copy, and which, in the vegetable kingdom, have the same relation to types already in the mind of man that astronomy has. It is an antique style, older than Greek or Egyptian. Many of the phenomena of winter are suggestive of an inexpressible tenderness and fragile delicacy. We are accustomed to hear this king described as a rude and boisterous tyrant, but with the gentleness of a lover, he adorns the tresses of summer. At the approach of spring, the red squirrels got under my house, two at a time, directly under my feet, as I sat reading or writing, and kept up the queerest chuckling and chirruping and vocal pirouetting and gurgling sounds that ever were heard. And when I stamped, they only chirruped the louder, as if past all fear and respect in their mad pranks, defying humanity to stop them. No, you don't. Chickaree, chickaree. They were wholly deaf to my arguments, or failed to perceive their force, and fell into a strain of invective 
that was irresistible. The first sparrow of spring, the year beginning with younger hope than ever, the faint silvery warblings heard over the partially bare and moist fields from the bluebird, the song sparrow, and the red wing, as if the last flakes of winter tinkled as they fell. What at such a time are histories, chronologies, traditions, and all written revelations? The brooks sing carols and glees to the spring. The marsh hawk, sailing low over the meadow, is already seeking the first slimy life that awakes. The sinking sound of melting snow is heard in all dells, and the ice dissolves apace in the ponds. The grass flames up on the hillsides like a spring fire. At primitus orator herba, imbribus primoribus evocata, as if the earth sent forth an inward heat to greet the returning sun. Not yellow, but green is the color of its flame, the symbol of perpetual youth. The grass blade, like a long green ribbon, streams from the sod into the summer, checked indeed by the frost, but anon pushing on again, lifting its spear of last year's hay with the fresh life below. It grows as steadily as the rill oozes out of the ground. It is almost identical with that, for in the growing days of June, when the rills are dry, the grass blades are their channels, and from year to year the herds drink at this perennial green stream, and the mower draws from it betimes their winter supply. So our human life but dies down to its root, and still puts forth its green blade to eternity. Walden is melting apace. There is a canal two rods wide along the northerly and westerly sides, and wider still at the east end. A great field of ice has cracked off from the main body. I hear a song sparrow singing from the bushes on the shore. Olit, 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 chip, 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 chichar, chit, whis, whis, whis. He too is helping to crack it. How handsome the great sweeping curves in the edge of the ice, answering somewhat to those of the shore, but more regular. It is unusually hard, owing to the recent severe but transient cold, and all watered or waved like a palace floor. But the wind slides eastward over its opaque surface in vain, till it reaches the living surface beyond. It is glorious to behold this ribbon of water sparkling in the sun, the bare face of the pond full of glee and youth, as if it spoke the joy of the fishes within, and the sands on its shore. A silvery sheen, as from the scales of a leuciscus, as it were all one active fish. Such is the contrast between winter and spring. Walden was dead and is alive again. But this spring, it broke up more steadily, as I have said. The change from storm and winter to serene and mild weather, from dark and sluggish hours to bright and elastic ones, is a memorable crisis which all things proclaim. It is seemingly instantaneous at last. Suddenly an influx of light filled my house, though the evening was at hand, and the clouds of winter still overhung it, and the eaves were dripping with sleety rain. I looked out the window, and lo, where yesterday was cold gray ice, there lay the transparent pond, already calm and full of hope, as in a summer evening, reflecting a summer evening sky in its bosom, though none was visible overhead, 
as if it had intelligence with some remote horizon. I heard a robin in the distance. The first I had heard for many a thousand years, methought, whose note I shall not forget for many a thousand more. The same sweet and powerful song as of yore. Oh, the evening robin, at the end of a New England summer day. If I could ever find the twig he sits upon. I mean, he. I mean, the twig. This, at least, is not the turtus migratorius. The pitch pines and shrub oaks about my house, which had so long drooped, suddenly resumed their several characters, looked brighter, greener, and more erect and alive, as if effectually cleansed and restored by the rain. I knew that it would not rain any more. You may tell by looking at any twig of the forest, I at your very woodpile, whether its winter is past or not. As it grew darker, I was startled by the honking of geese flying low over the woods, like weary travelers getting in from the southern lakes and indulging at last in unrestrained complaint and mutual consolation. Standing at my door, I could hear the rush of their wings when driving toward my house, they suddenly spied my light and with hushed clamor wheeled and settled in the pond. So I came in and shut the door and passed my first spring night in the woods. Welcome back. If you're like me, you've probably been bitten by spring fever now and are a bit reluctant to leave the glorious solitude of Walden Pond. If that's the case for you, remember, you can always come here to Mountain's End and get your fix with a plethora of Walden Wednesdays to choose from, all set to the background of a calming nature soundscape, just what the stress doctor ordered. Thanks so much for being here. It doubles the enjoyment when you share it with a companion. And now that the weather is turning nicer, I know you don't have to be reminded to get outside. And remember, life is a gift, nature's a gift, and you are a gift back to the world. Have a blessed day, my friend, and we'll see you back here soon.